Bill O'Reilly here, Friday, April 17, 2020. You are listening to the O'Reilly Update. Here's what's happening today in America. Nearly 30,000 Americans have died from the virus since the outbreak began earlier this year. 30,000. That's more than four times the amount of people killed in Afghanistan and Iraq wars combined. America's heroic first responders and essential workers have obviously saved countless lives, working long hours in dangerous conditions, putting themselves and their families at grave risk. Here are some of their stories. Andre Anglin, 51 years old, drives a bus in Columbus, Ohio. Andre works 12-hour shifts every day, sometimes overtime, sometimes more than that, to make sure people get around town to check on their loved ones. A veteran of the Gulf War, Mr. Anglin, says his daily route reminds him of a war zone. While others take paid sick leave, Andre keeps the buses moving, saying, quote, I feel proud to be able to do my part, especially for the ones that may be going to the hospital. Next, Aretha Gardner, 56 years old, an educator in charge of Manhattan's PS1 school cafeteria. Ms. Gardner continues to make meals for families to pick up, while the city remains the epicenter of the virus. New York offers free breakfast, lunch, and snacks for more than one million poor students every day. Aretha says she's just trying to make sure the kids are happy. In Pasadena, California, Raymond Lopez has been employed at the same grocery store for 33 years. Ray is working seven days a week, ensuring this store stocked for hungry shoppers during the crisis. He even outlined spaces on the floor to ensure customers remain six feet apart. Says Lopez, quote, we don't have time to sit and panic. We have a job to do. So those are just three of the everyday Americans who are putting themselves at risk, working enormous hours to help their fellow citizens. There are legions of these people, tens of millions of these people. So when you go into a store, when you pick up food, thank them. Look them in the eye. Thank them. It is essential that America stay together and people like the three I mentioned are the leaders in doing that. Up next, listeners sound off about the pandemic. What do you think? We'll be right back with that. Do you have trouble falling asleep or staying asleep? When it's time to go to bed, are racing thoughts keeping you awake? That happens to me. If so, it's time for you to try Ebb. Ebb is the first and only wearable drug-free solution that targets the root cause of sleeplessness, those thoughts. Ebb applies precise and continuous cooling to the forehead, calming your mind. Ebb is clinically validated, and four out of five users report falling asleep faster and improving overall sleep quality. If you tried everything from pills to pillows with little success, it's time for you to try Ebb. Get the sleep you need so you have more energy to do the things you love. Right now, my listeners can try Ebb risk-free 60 nights. You even get free shipping. Call 877-777-8906 or go to tryebb.com. That's 877-777-8906 or go to tryebb.com, T-R-Y-E-B-B.com for free shipping and a risk-free 60 nights. 
Time now for the O'Reilly Update message of the day. The listeners sound off. You can reach me, Bill at BillOReilly.com. Bill at BillOReilly.com. And maybe I'll read your letter on Coast to Coast Radio. So here's one from Judy Kesselring, Chicago, Illinois. When I'm walking my dog in my homemade mask, it is for other people that I'm doing it. I am only protective if others do the same. Therefore, I take issue with Bill O'Reilly noting the president would be showing weakness if he himself wore a mask. Okay, Judy, interesting point you're making. Masks protect other people because you may be asymptomatic. You don't know you have the virus, but it might come. I understand, and that's a good thing. But the President of the United States is the leader in the war against the pandemic. And when you are a leader, you put forth strength. So I don't believe the President needs a mask because obviously he is not in contact with everyday people and he gets tested almost every hour on the hour for everything. And if Donald Trump wore a mask, you know how much he would be mocked and derided all over the world. That does not help the fight against the virus. Jim Berkner is in Bestrop, Texas. I understand why the virus spread so rapidly within Italy because of the closeness of families. Children, parents, grandparents all living together. The same style is prevalent with China, and it seems the virus is controlled much quicker. We do not know, Jim, because China does not tell the truth about anything. The communist totalitarians put out propaganda. Also, when the virus was finally acknowledged by Beijing, they sent the army in. Nobody in, nobody out of Wuhan. That is a very effective way to stop the spread of anything when there's a rifle pointing at your head. Sharon O'Brien Likens, Penn Valley, California. My question is, why is the flu worse than COVID-19? It's not worse, Sharon. The flu may kill more people in the end than COVID in the USA. That might be true. But the spread of this virus is so fast and so mysterious. Scientists still don't know how it gets from one person to another. They know it's airborne. That means if you sneeze in the air and you breathe the same air the sneezer, you can get it. But they don't know about surfaces. They don't know the other things. So this is a very, very intense situation. And I don't think you can compare the regular flu to COVID. Sandra Scheidenberger, Colorado Springs. Just read an article that 80% of the patients in New York City use ventilators for COVID-19. And they are dying. Sandra be careful of statistics like that, all right? They're usually bogus. And anything you read on the internet, anything, you've got to be skeptical of. Here's the deal. Governor Cuomo asked for 30,000 ventilators. He's used 5,000. There's a lot of hysteria surrounding the virus. I'm Bill O'Reilly, and I approved that message by actually putting it together. Please go to BillOReilly.com for the absolute best most honest pandemic coverage. In a moment, something you might not know. There are thousands of abandoned animals in the USA that need our help. 
I am partnering with Delta Rescue, the largest no-kill, care-for-life animal sanctuary in the world. Founded by actor Leo Grillo, who left Hollywood to devote his life to saving abandoned animals, Delta Animal Sanctuary is a -a one-of-a-kind rescue unit. They are staffed by trained attendants who look after each animal, providing them water, treats, toys, and affection. Support Delta Rescue and put your legacy to work. Each life-saving gift helps Delta fulfill their mandate to rescue and care for animals. Request a free estate planning package at deltarescue.org forward slash bill. For a limited time, please watch The Rescuer for free only at deltarescue.org forward slash bill. The Rescuer is an award-winning documentary about Grillo's two-year rescue of a family of 21 dogs abandoned in the wilderness. DeltaRescue.org forward slash bill. Now the O'Reilly Update brings you something you might not know. America's local news industry on the ropes. More than one in five small town newspapers have folded in the last 15 years. 30,000 reporters cut loose. With so many businesses experiencing pandemic problems, advertiser dollars are drying up faster than ever. Here's a look at a few historical local newspapers that may have to stop for good in the months ahead. In Ohio, the Cleveland Plain Dealer, circulation 115,000. It's been around since 1842. The editorial page, famous. In 1864, the paper opposed the re-election of Abraham Lincoln, writing, quote, do you want the Constitution destroyed? If so, vote for Lincoln. Today, the Plain Dealer is down to just a dozen full-time journalists. The St. Louis Post-Dispatch, where COVID is causing major cuts and layoffs. But the paper has seen tough times before. In 1878, Joseph Pulitzer rescued it from bankruptcy. On the front page of the Dispatch, you can find America's oldest-running cartoon, Weather Bird, in print since 1901. But the bird is endangered in St. Louis. Next, the New Orleans Times-Picayune, founded in 1837. Staffers rode out Hurricane Katrina, providing coverage from the eye of the storm. They were awarded a Pulitzer Prize for public service. But last year, the entire staff was laid off. Today, the Times-Picayune is a memory. To the Sunshine State, where the Miami Herald subscriptions are down 80%. Despite its century-long legacy and 22 Pulitzer Prizes, the paper's on the verge of extinction, and the pandemic might kill it altogether. And here's something else you might not know. In 1983, 50 companies controlled 90% of the national American press. Today, just six huge conglomerates control the same amount. The biggest outlets are owned and operated by left-leaning billionaires like CEO Jeff Bezos, who runs the Washington Post. In fact, almost all the news you see and hear comes from devoted liberal precincts. And that is not a healthy situation for the United States of America. Back after this. Hey, are you stuck at home? Well, here's a good tip. Upgrade your home office and quarantine in elegance with a leather desk set from TheElegantOffice.com. 
Since 1999, the Elegant Office has been providing top desk accessories to offices around the world. Dress up your office the same way George Bush, Barack Obama, Donald Trump, and even the Pope have dressed up theirs with the Elegant Office. TheElegantOffice.com is the nation's largest dealer of DeCasso products and is your source for premium leather desk sets and conference room accessories. Shop their extensive selection at TheElegantOffice.com or request a free catalog. All items are in stock, ready to ship. They can even personalize your leather desk blotter. Mention Bill at checkout. Get a free expedited two-day shipping. So please go to TheElegantOffice.com and enter Bill at checkout to upgrade to free two-day shipping. That's TheElegantOffice.com. Thank you for listening to the O'Reilly Update. I am Bill O'Reilly. No spin, just facts, and always looking out for you.